What's up? You are now listening to Americanized, a storytelling podcast where you'll hear from eclectic first and second generation Americans share their stories and real life experiences as children of immigrants. Hey, this is your host, Rosalind, and I just want to say happy Hispanic Heritage Month. I know, I know it's the last day, but to wrap up this month, I do want to talk about Bruno in this episode entitled, Please Excuse My Spanish. That's not the title. The title is La Presión de la Familia. Okay, so earlier this month, I shared a poll on Americanized Instagram asking if you watched Encanto and if we should talk about Bruno. A lot of you guys said yes, and well, we are. We're going to talk about Bruno, but when looking deeper into this movie, I realized that there is so much more to talk about than just Bruno. Like, his character became popular, I think, mostly because of the catchy song that the movie has. But the movie has other songs that are also like, wow. I'll get into that later. So this animated film really encapsulates so much of what it means to come from a family who immigrated to a foreign land. If you're a first-generation or second-generation American, you know what that means. And if you don't come from an immigrant family, but you have seen Encanto, you may also know what that means. Alright, so some background on this movie. Encanto was released last November in 2021, so almost a year ago it was released, and I vaguely remember its release, but I do remember like when it came out, my little sister went to the movie theaters to watch it with her friends, and when she came back home, I asked her, how was the movie? How did you like it? Just trying to get some insight into the movie and what all the- well, it wasn't hyped up back then. And she's a preteen, so of course she was like quick with the one-worded answers, and she just told me that it was cute. And I was like, okay, that's nice. And so later, I find out that this movie carried weight that was more than it being cute. During the time that Encanto was being hyped up, like this was probably December, January, more people watched it, especially parents with kids, um, it was being talked about non-stop. I was working with students in a school, so all the kids were like all over Encanto, and I was like, mm. I was like so in the dark because I haven't seen it yet. So I was working in a school as an occupational therapist. Shout out to all my OTs out there listening. Anyway, all these kids have watched Encanto and loved it and love singing the song. We don't talk about Bruno. And I heard that so much. I started singing it and it annoyed my sister. And she was like, you can't sing the song. You didn't watch the movie. Blah, 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 blah. I wanted to watch the movie so bad, but I didn't have Disney Plus anymore. But it wasn't until this past summer that I finally watched Encanto while on a plane ride back home from Miami, and wow. Yes, I'm about to get into the movie and spoil it, so listen at your own discretion. I'm also going to be naming Colombian or Hispanic names that will definitely not be pronounced right, so I apologize in advance. Encanto follows the Magicals, which is a multi-generational Colombian family who migrated to the mountains in a magical place called Encanto. So Encanto 
is magical because of the family and the unique and the unique gifts that each member is given when they turn five years old. They use their gifts to help serve the community and like everyone within the community. So in in Kanto, I don't know if everyone is related or if they just kind of I don't know the dynamics there, but everyone has a special gift except for the main character. Her name is Mirabel or Mirabel. Yeah, I think it's Mirabel. I don't know why I said Mirabel. She's also the one to discover that her family is losing their magic and that Encanto is in danger. So she sets out to save the magic and Encanto by looking into her family's history and discovering some deep-kept family secrets. And there's a lot of things that happen, but it is unhappy as I want to say all Disney movies, all animated Disney films, end happy. So I just want to emphasize her discovering deep kept family secrets, you know, like that's such a theme in so many like immigrant families because there's such a history where you move to this new country, you're kind of leaving all the secrets, all the dirt behind and uprooting your family and having this new life in this new land and everything is new, new, new. But, um, you know, things done in the dark do come to light, so things get known, okay? And when they do, it's really dangerous and harmful. There's just such a burden sometimes finding things in your family history or like digging deep and just dis discovering things about your family that you never knew before or that you were kind of better off not knowing, but you'd want to like know more about your culture because you're separated from it. And, I mean, it's not always negative, but, you know, pros and cons, pros and cons. So let's talk about the characters and the family dynamics here in the magical family. Um, we'll start with Mirabelle. She doesn't have a special gift, but I think because of this, she's more aware and in tune with the reality of her family members, especially since she's the one that discovers the danger in, in Kanto and in her family. And like actually advocated and like said something. So other characters did know about this, but they didn't say anything. Anyway, she sees things and she she gets it. I we we are Maribel. Maribel's sister Luisa. I like Luisa. I can relate to her. She has her power is to be super strong. So she has super strength. She never gets physically tired, but she does get mentally exhausted. And she has that song that she talks about, you know, feeling the pressure and the weight of everybody's problems because she literally physically fixes everybody's problems in Encanto because she's the strongest one. So I, I really don't even remember the, the jingle to her song that she sang and like the words of it. I just remember her saying the word pressure a lot and I was like, wow, like why is this not the popular song? You know, I think that song speaks louder than Bruno. Luisa, we can talk about mental health there. And then, you know, it's to the point where when Sariona was losing her power, she lost some of her strength and she, then she really felt it mentally like, wow, this is a lot. She carries a lot of weight, literally, and I think that's kind of how it personifies with her super strength. Um, before we talk about Bruno. Let's get into Peppa. Peppa, or Peppa, is Bruno's sister, and that's Mirabel's aunt. There's a traumatic event that took place that forced Mirabel's grandmother 
to escape and then migrate to Encanto up in the mountains, like secluded from all the danger. She had triplets, Bruno, Peppa, and Julieta. Julieta is Mirabel's mother, and Peppa is Mirabel's aunt. So Peppa, she can control the weather based on her emotions. So with that, you know, you can imagine the pressure of maintaining a warm and happy cli climate for the community. Imagine having a bad day, mentally or emotionally. That's going to reflect in the weather and she's going to ruin everybody's day. So with Peppa, she's re repressing her sadness and her negative feelings to fulfill her role and to provide the town with good weather to keep everyone's peace and happiness. That's another weight on her shoulder. Papa has a son named Camilla, and his power is shape-shifting. I'm not sure what the purpose of that is, but when watching the movie, he actually confused me because he would be one character, and I thought that was the actual character, but then he transformed back to himself, and I was like really confused. But that's his thing. I think that's just for fun. Nothing deep there. And then Julieta, Mirabel's mom, her power is to heal illness with her homemade food. Peppa also has a daughter named Dolores, and she has super hearing. So she can hear everything throughout Encanto. She's been listening to Bruno for the past 10 years, so she knows everything about him. But the pressure she feels is that she can't share all these secrets and gossip that she knows about. So she has to keep these secrets, and that's exhausting mentally, maybe even physically more pressure and we'll talk about where all this pressure is coming from like why does it have to be maintained isabella is mirabel's sister and she's perfect she her power is to create beautiful perfect flowers and she has this pressure to be and behave perfect at all times there's nothing about her that isn't perfect and so she's limited in her powers because she can't create what she wants, she has to make it beautiful. So Encanto is covered in like her designs. It's flowers everywhere, the house, the casita is all beautiful with her flowers. So one time, when she lost control of her powers, she created what she wanted. She made like plants and cacti and like all these uh, things that were not flowers. And then she realized that she's not responsible for being perfect 24-7. None of us are. It is time to talk about Bruno. So, Bruno's power is that he has visions that manifest, and so he can see the future, but he can't change the future. And a lot of what he has seen has been negative. So people would come to him to like see what their future is, and if it wasn't like what they wanted to hear. They blame Bruno, but I mean, that's not him, that's just his power that, I mean, it's, it's bound to happen, but they blame Bruno. They thought he was cursed, and he eventually decided to leave the community. He disappeared, no one knew where he was, no one talks about it. So, one vision that he had, one of the sad visions that he had was, um, Peppa, on her wedding day, he predicted that it was going to rain, and I guess that 
trust her out, so her emotions are out of whack and she controls the weather. And so it did rain. And then he also had a vision of someone losing their hair, someone growing, like getting fat, <laughs> growing heavier, and that someone's pet fish would die. So these are, you know, I guess legit things to for him to run away, but I guess it would be a constant sad or negative vision that he would have. And that's burdened him, it burdened the family and the whole Encanto community, so he decided he's gonna leave. He can't bring anything positive to the community, so he might as well leave, because everybody else has these special gifts that's benefiting the community. So that brings us to Alma, the grandmother, who is the head of the whole family. She's the one who really pushes for everyone to use their gifts and to have gifts and to maintain family and the relationship and tradition. I, that's the word I need to use. Maintaining these traditions and maintaining your role. She's the, she's the source of the pressure that all the family feels. She created this community, this role. She's the one who migrated to this foreign land in Kanto, and she needs it to be kept well and alive and magical. She likes to see the fruits of her labor, and that's what all her children and grandchildren are doing for her. And like, even if she doesn't have a magic power, she's like living vicariously through them. And I think a lot of our immigrant parents are the grandmother, and we are, we are Maribel, we are Luisa, we are Papa, Camillo, Isabella, a lot of us, Isabella, or Luisa, um, Dolores, some of us are Brunos, you know? So, to tie this to the reality of being a first and or <laughs> second generation American, I've had countless conversations with people who feel this pressure and the pressure to maintain whatever it is that they're maintaining because what we are well, it's not even that we are told this, it's the, it's a feeling, well I guess I can only speak for myself, a feeling that to carry our family names and to, to whatever we do reflects on our families, not even, not just our parents, but our families back home. And it's like, wow, you're like thousands of miles away, How how is it that what I do impacts you so much? It's the, my granddaughter, my son or daughter or whatever, whoever, immigrated to this magical land of America. And that's, that's big. And now she has, you know, now they have children who are Americans because they were born here. So what are they going to do for us? What's success? Are they going to bring the family, you know? And I don't know. This is like how relevant this still is for a lot of um, families because I feel like a lot of first or second generation Americans surpass that, like they're over that. They do well for themselves and then it's like, I don't know if it's more an individualized thing or a family thing or you're doing well and then your family recognizes it and you know, that's the end of it. But I can understand where there may be a lot of pressure for kids, you know, do well in school, go to college, get a good job. But if you're not able to achieve that, resentment comes to play, and I think that's what Maribel felt um, midway through the movie when she was trying to tell her grandma that, you know, the house is falling apart, everyone's losing their magic. The grandma didn't want to believe that because that's not 
the life she created that's not the life she wants for her family and the community. Bruno never left in Kanto. He was like living in the walls with these rats that really freaked me out. And one with the super hearing Dolores knew this all along, but she couldn't tell anybody, so that was the big secret. No one wanted to talk about him. Why? Because he didn't bring anything positive to the community. There will always be the black sheep in our families, and no one wants to talk about them, but these are the people that we do need to talk about because the conversation about mental health comes into play, and that's another taboo topic in these immigrant families. But I feel like I'm like so hopeful that our parents and our families are progressing, and they're seeing it, and they're understanding it. But anyway, um, the movie did end happy. Bruno was reconnected with his family. But yeah, there's so much more to talk about than Bruno. What are your thoughts on Encanto and family pressures and the immigrant family dynamics? How can you relate to Encanto? Or how do you not really? How is your family maybe different than what I find to be the average immigrant family dynamic? Share your thoughts, let me know, and I want to say thank you for listening, and I will catch you in the next episode.